Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, and welcome to the podcast dojo Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. Ready to provide you with a marginal edition of the fifth hour. And uh, Danny, it is Sunday, and that means mail. Mail, 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 mail. Always a good thing, right? No? Yeah, whenever I think of mail, I think of this annoying lady who lives a few condos down. Whenever the mail guy or a UPS truck shows up or the Amazon truck, she waddles outside and talks the guy's ear off because she needs company. And the guy is stuck out there for a long time. Feels so sorry for them, Ben. And sometimes I take the trash out and it's one of those awkward things where you got to just kind of turn around and walk away and say your final words as your back is turned. Yeah. <laughs> Is that our future when we get old that we'll just be so in need of human contact that the male person, my dad was the same way. Like he knew exactly when the male was going to show up. And if the male person was there a few minutes late, oh my God, this was such a big deal. Like he could not, he could not understand why they would be late. And, uh, and he also loved to talk to the checker at the grocery store. Oh yeah. Classic. Yeah, that's like a classic old guy move. My dad, my dad was really good at being an old guy, and he he also loved the 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 waitresses and or the wait you know the waiter whoever's waiting on you at dinner. Yeah. Give them a hard time. Wanted to know all about them, give them a hard time, and then decide whether or not to leave them fifteen percent. Wow. Yeah, well, that's a big thing, you know. You, you <laughs> service here, and you, you, want the senior, you want the senior discount and all that, and, and uh, I'm over on the side. I'm like, come on. Oh hell no! Yeah, we have the mailbag. I always look forward to the mailbag, and let's get right into it. It's in the bag. 
uh, thank you for that. The uh, the wonderful dulcet tones of Ohio Al, his musical ability. And that brings us to... You've got mail. Yes, we do. And these are actual letters sent in by actual listeners like you. We always are growing the podcast audience, and you don't have to be bashful. We always love when new people take the time out to send questions in. And if you want to send a question in right now, you don't have to wait till next week's mailbag. Send it in care of real fifth hour at gmail.com. That's real fifth hour at gmail.com or wait until Monday or Tuesday. In fact, this week, I believe on Monday, we will be posting questions. So try to get your questions in earlier this week. There's some scheduling issues that we have. So the, the way we can get into the podcast studio and record the podcast can be a little different. So we need to make sure we have everything lined up. So, but that's just this week, but Monday Facebook page, Ben Maller show. First question comes from Nick in Wisconsin. He says, Hey Ben and Danny G, I'm sorry to inform you, but the podcast numbers for the radio show are going to go down by one. I am leaving a job that I get to listen live for about two hours to an overnight job to listen live for all four hours. That's uh, from Nick. He says, it's been a while since I've worked overnights. What are some sleeping tips that you and Danny G have for sleeping during the day? Thank you in advance. Well, Nick, before we get to the sleep advice, just because you're a live radio listener does not mean you cannot still download the podcast. Okay. (laughs) I am not. Danny, are we going to stop someone from downloading a podcast? Is there a rule that says if you listen live, you can't download the podcast? I say no. In fact, it's even better the second time. It's like leftovers. Some not only pizza. Think of it like pizza. <laughs> like that's the only leftover I really eat. Pizza. At the very least, he can download the Fifth Hour podcast because these shows aren't live. Exactly, and yeah. you can't listen to this on any radio station anywhere. Only alive in this ecosystem. I'm actually on the live air. <laughs> So your live show live and then the fifth hour podcast downloaded. Yeah. And you have to subscribe to the fifth hour because you never know. There might be some pop-up episodes. Maybe Danny will feel like he wants to do his own episode one time or I'll do something. You never know. You never know. What, what's going on with that? I, was, yeah. I wanted to ask you, I should have asked you this off the uh, podcast, but I am fascinated. I can't wait. I hope you get this animal podcast thing going. I think that would be wonderful. I would want to hear that. We got to yeah. get that going. Yeah, the Animal Thunderdome, the last I heard, they were uh, securing some things behind the scenes and working on artwork and stuff like that. All the behind the scenes work that needs to be done before you launch a podcast is being worked on. Woo-woo! All right, I like it. I like it. Uh, next up on the mailbag, these are, again, actual letters from actual listeners to the podcast. Like oh, wait a second, your sleep tips. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Hey, yeah. Before we move on. Yeah. Uh, so for me, and I don't sleep well, Nick. So you, you're probably the. You, you don't want to hear what I have to say. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a terrible sleeper. But what I have learned over the years, you need a lot of. I like a fan going. I like having some some white noise in the background. Mm-hmm. That's racist. I know. Play the racist stuff. Racist. But I like I like having noise in the background. I also uh, blackout curtains, the thickest blackout curtains you can get. Walmart actually had some good ones. I don't know if they still do, 
but I'm talking about double layer blackout curtains. Racist uh, again. Racist. Uh, yes. And, uh, and then also in addition to that, I even go as far as to wear a sleep mask. I have one earplug. I have a bad ear, so I can't put an earplug in that. So I, my one good ear, I put the earplug in. So I go to extreme measures. You could wear a mask. I feel like that is very confining. And do you don't feel claustrophobic with a mask on your face? No, it's a soft padded mask. So I don't, I don't, it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, but I'd rather have that. I can't stand getting that light in your eyes. And but when you wake up, the first thing you see is the black mask. That doesn't freak you out. Nah, I'm used to it. Uh, but if it's not for you, you don't have to do it. But I, I would buy, I'd find a room that only has one window if possible. And I would buy, you can get those uh, curtain rods that are double, double curtain yeah, rod. Yeah. I'd put blackout curtains on both. And that's what I would do. What about you, Danny? Any tips? Yeah. Blackout curtains, as you said, are a must. The noise is important because there's people outside that don't give a shit that you're trying to sleep. They're slamming doors. They're screaming. They're mowing lawns. They have weed whackers in both hands. Yeah. I would turn a TV on. I would turn rain noise on, turn on a voice that's soothing to you. That's one thing that would always help me. Boy, we talked about it for days now about how soothing Vin Scully's voice was. Who's the, the famous chef, Ben, who unfortunately killed himself? Oh, Anthony Bourdain. Yes. Very good. I, yeah. I loved his voice. I would actually play reruns of his show, his travel show. So that was one thing that helped me sleep in the daytime. I would find a really soothing voice to have on in the background. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain was very good at television, and he left a lot of quotes behind, and that was a shocker when he – Yeah, it really was. Yeah. I I watched that documentary. Have you seen the documentary they made where they – it was really well made. I, I think it was on Netflix. It was on or HBO. I forget which one. They're all the same to me. But it was an Anthony Bourdain documentary, and they had a computer recreate his voice. So part of it was actually, it sounded just like him. It was wild. No, I haven't got to see that yet. Yeah, it was really well done. Uh, they, they, they did a, a good job. And, and one of his quotes, your body is not a temple. It's an amusement park. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> Apparently, the the ride went off the tracks there, unfortunately. At uh, the end, uh, let's see here. All right, scumbag, yes. pay attention. It's time for mail call. Vols fan Jimmy from Big Orange Country writes in for both you guys. Ben, have you had any more gallbladder attacks or close calls? Danny G, what do you think about all the drill rapping personally? Uh, I hate it. Uh, bring back the 90s with Dr. Dre. Uh, that's from Vols fan Jimmy. So uh, I can't have any gallbladder attacks because... I don't have my gallbladder. They chopped it out of me several years back, and so I don't have to worry about that. But I do have the effects of not having a gallbladder, which are very marginal, very marginal. I'm pretty used to it right now. You don't need the gallbladder. Um, and so, so yeah, I don't I really have any issues. Uh, I know you're, you're hoping for a nice poop story. <laughs> Pooped in a bathroom. I don't have one of those right now, but y- you never know. Uh, could could happen at any moment. Uh, Danny, your thoughts on the rap community as it stands here in 2022. 
one generation is always going to think that the next generation is not as good as theirs when it comes to music. I don't want to sound like that guy. Get off my lawn. But there is something to say about 80s, 90s music and movies and how much time and effort and perfection was put into those projects. Whereas recently, a lot of musical and movie productions, I guess you could say were shit out really fast and you could tell on some of the projects. Now, you do find some really good rappers of this generation like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole and guys like that that still have beauty in the lyrics and their production. Um, So I would just lean on those guys because, yeah, there's a lot of mumble mouth rappers. They sound like they got marbles or rocks in their mouth and the lyrics suck. They're not rapping about anything that's noteworthy. So uh, I get what he's saying. But at the same time, I guess you got to find the standout guys that are out right now. We're also not in the demo, per se, right? I mean, isn't that part of the problem? I, I, it's crazy to me that all of this stuff, which I think I'm kind of there with you. I think a lot of this is crap. But 25 years from now, this will be what people look back on and say this was the good stuff. And But, you know, it was only a few years ago, Ben, that I still was having my turntables on in a club. There were a lot of youngsters that, also thought the Dr. Dre music was better than some of this crap that's out right now. It's one of the reasons why vinyl has made such a huge comeback because vintage records and vintage artists are being appreciated more and more. So yeah, you're right about that. We're maybe we're not the demo, but at the same time, there's even some younger people that are looking back at the music like, damn, how come we can't make some classics like that right now? Well, it's like when we were kids, we listened to music from the 50s, unless we didn't, unless we, we did not. Uh, it's funny, though. What what was oldies when we were kids? An oldies station played like, you know, Elvis and like oldies music. Exactly. Now, Ben, on K-Earth 101, they play Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, on the old, they play Rapper's Delight on an oldies station. Pretty wild. He's really wild. If you want to feel old or you want to have a mind trip, think about that. A rap song is now on an oldies station. But at the same time, that is 40-year-old music. So that is. Is, that's crazy to think that that's 40-year-old music. But holy crap, uh, where did it all go, Danny? Where has it all gone? No. Can't believe it, man. <laughs> I'll say it. Hip hop, the hibbit, the hibbit. <laughs> yeah, that's I listen. That's great. All right. Man, motherfucker. Kevin in Kansas writes in says, Dear Ben and Danny G, with the passing of Vin Scully, I think about the other great voices of sports. I have memories of Kurt Gowdy, Merlin Olson, Dick Enberg. Uh, I know you don't do Mount Rushmore's, but who are some of your favorite voices from radio and television? Uh, yeah, we'll engage. Kevin, why not? It's the podcast. What the hell? Anything that brings you back to your youth. That's always, I always go by that. Like, there's only a few guys left. Brent Musburger, who retired, who turned down our podcast, unfortunately. But Musburger, I watch a Musburger game, and I'd flash back to when I was 10 years old. The only guy left for me is Al Michaels. I watch Al Michaels call a football game, and I flash back to when I was a kid. So that's a great thing. I, I don't think there's anyone else. Joe Buck, I was an adult when Joe Buck started. I remember Joe Buck's dad because I'm old. Yeah. Jack Buck. 
Well, I had a good, I had a nice chance to talk to Joe uh, Jack Buck in in uh, spring training years ago in Florida. But um, anybody for you, Danny, that pops out there that you say, "Oh, that's that's classic." Dick Enberg's voice. That's a plump pussy right there. <laughs> to me, that was football. Like any drive, any game, he made it sound exciting. I think about him. Was it him and Dan Fouts together? Yeah, they worked. Wow. Together. Yeah, remember uh, Charlie Jones? Great voice. Uh, Great. What was some other old like nineteen eighties NFL uh, broadcasters? Was it uh, Crumpy or Trump? What was the guy's name? Trump? Oh yes, uh, yeah, yeah. I know who yeah. you're talking about. Uh, he was great. Um, Merlin Olson, I really liked watching him as a kid. Hank Stram's uh, um, another one. Hank Stram. Hank Stram, yeah, there's some good voices, man. For baseball, there was only two as a kid, and that was Vin Scully. And then when I would be in the Bay with family up north, it was Bill King, the late, great Bill King. He called basketball. He called baseball. He called football. That dude was a baller. I had a chance to meet Bill King, and I did. I actually, when I was a stringer in the in the 90s, I was starting out, I took any gig I could get. And I had this gig with the Oakland Athletics. They did something called, it was the Coca-Cola Road Report, and they'd go to a reporter at a different game, and and I'd give the report, and they'd in on the A's broadcast, I would like, let's go to Anaheim and get an update on the Angel game or whatever. So I'd do the... I'd do the update, and then when the A's would come to the Big A, I would do stats for the radio team, you know, hang out with the guys. And uh, Bill King was still doing the games at that time. The A's actually, this was after they had their great run with La Russa. Yeah. Pretty so with Bill King and Ray Fossey? Uh, Fossey was doing TV. It was Bill King and Ken Korak, who had just started. He's still doing the A's. Ken Korak, a great guy, very nice man. He had done minor league baseball in Vegas and some other places and um, just tremendously nice. But Bill King was doing the play-by-play, and it was a very hot day in Anaheim. It was like near the end of the year. It was probably around – actually, it was probably around this time. It was like late August, early September. A's sucked. The Angels sucked. I'm doing stats. It's a day game in Anaheim. I'm sitting – now, Bill King's in the front row. The broadcaster's in the front row. I'm in the back. I'm in the second row. And it gets to be like the third inning and Bill King gets up. He walks behind where I'm standing and proceeds to take his pants off. (laughs) And, and then he, he walks back to the broadcast chair. Was he wearing boxers? Yeah. Yeah. He had like briefs on or whatever. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. Old guy in briefs. And Ken Korak told me, he said, don't worry, this is just Bill. This is what Bill does. You know, I guess he lived on a boat or something in the Bay Area. And he took his freaking clothes off and sat there in the press box, called the game in his underwear because it was too hot for him. But a very nice man, very nice man, Bill King. And he had the great, the holy roller, right? Wasn't that his, yeah, yeah. That his call with the Raiders? He had a bunch of famous calls with he, Oakland. Didn't he do all? Did he do the Warriors too? I think he did he all did the Warriors. Yeah, and a lot of people to this day will tell you that he was best at basketball play-by-play, which is mind-blowing because that's not what he was known for. Yeah, I, I didn't hear him do the NBA. I didn't. I heard him do baseball, obviously, and, and uh, football. 
because the Raider games were broadcast. Yeah. The Warriors stunk back when he was doing the play-by-play for them. So maybe that's why he didn't get a lot of attention while he was doing that. But yeah, a lot of people say that he was most gifted at calling basketball games. Yeah, I got I got pretty lucky. I, I got to meet a lot of the guys I really wanted to meet when I was a kid. I looked up to like Harry Callis, who was the voice of NFL films in the Phillies. I met him at Dodger Stadium. Uh, I got to ride in an elevator with uh, Harry Carey. Of all people, I'll never forget this to my last breath on this earth. It was in the elevator at Dodger Stadium. I got there. Harry showed up at the same time. He didn't drive. He was near the end of his career, near the end of his life, actually. And he had a driver. He lived in when the Cubs, he didn't travel with the Cubs on the road at that point, but he came to LA because he had a place in Palm Springs. And so he would he would do the Dodger Cub games and get in the elevator. And it's me, Harry his driver, and they had, and they still have this at Dodger Stadium. They have elevator op- operators. Mm-hmm. And they had this uh, cute uh, Latina elevator operator, and Harry starts, like, flirting with him. Mm-hmm. In the, I'm, I'm like, I'm having this surreal moment with Danny. I'm like, Harry Carey's probably close to 80 at this point. He's in an elevator, and he's like, hello, young lady! <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing. It was... I don't know. You saw Harry Carey getting his Mac on. <laughs> yeah, well, trying, trying. And then I I also, uh, what was it? Oh, the uh, Ernie Harwell. I met Ernie Harwell at one point. That was a cool one. I feel like Pat O'Brien. I'm just dropping names. Yeah. People, like, these were people that were legends in broadcasting. Ernie Harwell called the Tiger Games for a gazillion years. And you gave me a good idea. You mentioned uh, Musburger. I'm going to text him again because when he was in the middle of the Raiders playoff run last season. He big timed us, but now he's probably got some free time on his hands. Yeah. I'm sure the one thing that Brent Musburger wants to do in retirement is talk to us, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the, that's the one thing that he wants to do. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, moving on with the uh, the mail bag. I know, I know. Come back. All right, come back. Yeah. Pay attention. It's time for mail call. 
Al writes in. He says, hey, who sings the you won a golden ticket uh, jingle? He says, is it Eddie? No, it's not Eddie. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Come on. It's a classic movie, man. We even have to answer that. The Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory. Yeah, Google the original Willy Wonka. Google Gene. I was going to say Gene Simmons. Oh, no, definitely not Gene Simmons. No, uh, Gene Hammond. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, yeah. How soon we forget. Tom Looney reported his death prematurely. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Very embarrassing. I was working with Looney, and Looney somehow reported he had died. He wasn't dead. Wow. You get nothing. Gave the performance of his life in that movie. He's so sarcastic and does everything with a straight face. Like uh, when the little kid falls into the chocolate river and he says, help, somebody call the police. (laughs) (laughs) Was that an 80s movie? That had to be 80s, right? Yeah, early 80s. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Next up from Jason in Rocky Mount, Virginia. He says, for both you guys, I asked about the move to Burbank many months back. In the beginning, I thought the move was taking place around this time. Now I'm hearing the process has been slowed. So either one of you know why it's taking longer, and is there a new target time for the big move? Why? Is this person going to bring us a basket? I like that Jason's very concerned about our move to the new studios because they've decided not to repair the old studios. So, Jason, I I don't know when we're moving. I was in Burbank. I had some meetings with some people in Burbank a couple weeks ago, and I was given a tour of where the Fox Sports Radio studios are going to be. And let's just say it ain't happening anytime soon. How about that? Let's uh, let's, uh, say there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen before those things are done. Just blame it on all the wiring that needs to be done. Yeah. miles and miles of wires and yeah. really quick by the way ben willy wonka and the chocolate factory you and i saw it in the 80s but it came out in 1971 oh wow is yeah. that right yeah i saw it in the 80s i thought yeah was- you and i saw it uh as a vhs rental tape from a video store wow 1971 that's 71 that's wild all right uh so yeah just we this wiring they're gonna they have to move the uh, the local LA cluster of radio stations, they're they're moving those stations around. So you have to move all of that wiring. Then you have to add new wiring, mm-hmm. or not just Fox Sports Radio, but the premier network shows, which include Coast to Coast with George Norrie and all the other premier properties, and the Knock. Yeah, and Master Control Network yeah. Operations. And all that network network operations center. So it's a big pain in the behind. Uh, let's see here. Mark writes in from Waverly, Iowa. And Mark says, what's the strangest thing a listener has sent? Well, this is an easy question. Uh, I have received not one, not two, but three bloody goat heads in the mail from Doc Mike, who still calls the show from Chicago. I'm going to decapitate a goat. You know, he said, I'm going to send you a goat head. This was when the Cubs couldn't win the World Series and the curse of the, the the Billy Goat. And so he sent a bloody goat head to the studio, and I was banned from getting mail because for several months they would not take any mail for me because this thing leaked blood in the mailroom. They thought it might be human. They didn't realize <laughs> – 
they didn't know what it was. They like if you if you get a package and there's blood dripping out of it, you don't know what to make of it. And so I had to explain. I did not tell Doc Mike to send me a bloody goat head. He did it on his own. It wasn't my doing. And uh, Annie Z, who you know, Danny, oh, my God, did I have to go through hoops. Ben, there shouldn't be blood in the mailroom. Yeah. You can't do that, Ben. You've got to tell your crazy listeners. They can't send that stuff here. And I'm like, like, Z-Dog, I didn't tell them to send it. What do you want me to do? They send it. I give out the address. They send it. And so then Doc, after that, Doc, every package he sent, he wrote in large black marker, no goat products, no animal products. Or uh, uh, was... Thank God he has moved on to mailing urine. <laughs> yeah, now he just sends me urine-related books. That's the that's the big thing that he sends now. But that's the answer, Mark. And uh, that's a good name for a town, Waverly, Iowa. I feel like I've heard that over the years. Chris in Alaska writes in. He says, can we buy autographed merchandise? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, I've tried merchandise before. I'll tell you what, Chris, if enough people say, hey, we want to buy a shirt or a hat or something like that, let me know. I've had people say, what about a coin, like a Maller Show coin? Like, If there's something you guys are jonesing for, I would be willing to do it. Every time I've put a deal together to make shirts, it's just been a pain in the ass. Yeah. As you know, Danny, people love things for free, and it's not uh, – you, you got to charge for this stuff, and people don't like to pay uh, for it, and then they complain it's not perfect and all that. So, Dan, yeah, you got to deal with shipping and all that, and it's better to just do a shirt as a giveaway. That way somebody gets it for free, and can you really complain about something you got for free? Yeah. I guess you can, uh, right? We used to give stuff away at the radio station, and – uh, the FM radio stations and people would still complain about stuff they got for free. It was pretty amazing. We had a joke at the station. We'd be like, if we gave away a free car, the person would complain that it wasn't a full tank of gas in the car. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing giveaways back in the day and the same thing. And there's always those, the people only call for the giveaway, the hotline. Prize horse. Yeah. And I saw firsthand because I, I worked at Kiss AM, but Kiss FM, holy crap! They would say, "All right, we're giving away something at the once." I think it was like uh, one of the twenty twenty type shows did a special on people that just do that as their job. They just have all the radio stations on speed dial, and they just win everything. Yeah, it's hard to do now. A lot of those contests have become national contests. Right? Not- yeah, wasn't the case twenty years ago though. Yeah, we were giving crap away. We were giving, I remember, oh man, in San Diego, holy crap. I got so fat, they had a deal with Nestle. (laughs) (laughs) This is a bad situation. So I'd go to San Diego to work at the station, and the FM, 91X, I think it was called. Is that the, you know, I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The alternative rock station. Yeah, 91X, really popular station in San Diego. So they had, with 690, they had uh, some kind of Nestle promotion. So there were crates of Nestle candy bars. And the guys were like, you know, yeah, just eat whatever you want. We got, I can't give all these away, you know. We were giving them away, but they just, they just keep sending more in. So I had the green light to eat as many Nestle candy bars as I could, and I just kept eating them. It was like double fisting. It was, like, it was terrible. I was more concerned about him giving me a double fist. <laughs> 
you just reminded me of a funny memory. Mountain Dew loved my FM station that I programmed in Ventura, Santa Barbara. And they would send us pallets of Code Red. Do you remember Mountain Dew Code Red? I do remember that, yeah. Man, we had Code Red coming out of our ears. I mean, everyone, the staff drank it like it was water. (laughs) (laughs) We had the little Code Red refrigerators in every room at the business offices and studios. And I had DJs take it home. Take some of that home. Get it out of here. We couldn't get rid of it. That's funny. That is, uh, yeah, well, those are the old days. That's not like that anymore, though. They don't, uh, no, they put that lock and key uh, these days. Uh, No, 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 no. All right, uh, what is next here on the good old-fashioned mailbag? All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Neil in Jasper, Indiana, writes in, can't close the deal, Neil. Legend on the show. He says, what is your favorite moment receiving something from a fan uh yeah so my favorite moment people have been very kind i've done these mallard meet and greets all over the country from seattle to boston and it's really neat when you meet people and they bring something for you like a book or a a shirt or a hat and and it's it's great because it's something special from them and i've i've kept a lot of that stuff over the years and uh, people in seattle were very kind brought a lot of stuff boston I've gotten some random and very unique hats and things like that that are pretty, pretty cool. Uh, he says also second question: favorite memory from a caller, living or deceased? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I remember a lot. Of, I actually remember a lot of the, the callers that have died randomly. I'll be like driving, and I'll remember something funny Jeannie and Medford did. Or uh, how about when she was having the party at her house in Medford, <laughs> just randomly? And then that guy gets on at the very end and you're like, what's going on? There's a party in Medford. This is weird. What's going on right now? What is going on in Medford, Oregon? Well, there's a oh, guy there. The now, so there's a guy there now. Who's this? Also, who's they're, this? They're that's, having, that's Joe. That's Joe. They're having a party <laughs> in Medford and they're listening to our show. Yeah. It's a party in Medford. Hello, Joe. Hi. I like the Saints. Yes, I remember. That was hilarious. It's, it's <laughs> Joe. Hi. I like the Saints. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember Jimmy Ray from Tampa Bay, who was like the male version of Jeannie in Medford. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, Beer drinking Brian obviously is fresh in my mind because he passed away earlier this year. So remember some of the craziness with him and uh spokane gary who used to be one of my regular guys uh there was our kid caller from virginia who died in a car accident at a young age i I remember some of the calls we had with him so so yeah i I probably remember more of the the deceased callers than the living which is i guess good and bad at the same time any callers Danny, that you remember that? You know. Well, and first of all, I wanted to shout out Tammy in Montana because over the years she sent us some really cool things in the mail. Oh, the cake thing—that was amazing. We had the cake, like, yeah, year she of was, cakes from. She Tammy. was the cake benefactor, as you called her. And also, uh, you know this. Some people may not realize that I'm the back-to-back NFL Bookum champion on your show, <laughs> back-to-back years. And she sent me an actual trophy for the book that has the back-to-back years on the trophy. 
Is that displayed at the Danny G uh, Casa? You know it is. All right. Uh, when people look at that, they're like, oh, did you uh, win a title in high school? And I'm like, nope. Back-to-back book, I'm champion, baby. On the board. <laughs> Put it on the board. Um, let's see. As far as callers, we talked about this just last week, actually. That duet that Eddie did on the air where we heard Eddie sing for the first time. Of the way we were. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Garcia. Scattered pictures <laughs> of the smiles we left behind. When you laugh uncontrollably, Ben, that is radio gold. That's Marconi worthy. And you can't stop. Once you start, you can't stop. Yeah, it is true. I when I get going, it, it's and Eddie, it was all you know. Eddie's all buttoned up, serious guy, and all that. You know, I see him singing. Yeah, I mean that's happened a few times. Like when Coop ate the Vaseline, uh, yeah. when he ate that uh, seventy-two-hour-old hot dog, yeah. and you just hear all of us genuinely losing it with laughter in the background, and you hear your high-pitched giggle happening. I think those were the moments I remember the most on your show. Yeah, those were good times. Uh, next up, I didn't get the name on this one. I don't think they put their name. He says, uh, what does your fasting schedule look like? I try one or two days a week, but usually fail and do the last five or seven days of the month to make up for it. Yeah, so you have to, first of all, you have to find out what works for you. Right? Everyone's different. I'm different than you. But the one thing we all have in common, all right, is that to form a habit, it takes, I think the number is like 66 days or something like that. It takes a, a, there's a finite amount of time, but you have to be committed to the fasting cult. And I eat most of the time one meal a day. Now on the weekends, I'll have a lunch and dinner, but I usually during the week, one meal, I'll skip a day during the week. I'll go 48 hours. Actually, the, we're doing this right now. In real time, let me check my I'm gonna check my fasting app here, Danny, here live on the podcast on delay. And let's see here. Uh I am at thirty-eight hours and twenty-six minutes of a fast. And I will I haven't been to bed yet, so I'll prop by the time I eat, it'll probably be 45, 46 hours before I eat again. So but I do that once a week. And is it only water? Uh, yeah, I can, I only drink water. I don't, I don't, I, I still drink water. I don't eat any kind of food or anything like that, but, but no I, other liquids, no other kind of drink or soup or anything like that. Yeah. Cause you want to go into ketosis. Is that how you say it? I think that's how you say it. Whatever the big fancy word is where you burn fat and all that, but you got to find out what works for you. But I would say you got to stick with, cause if you only make it one or two days, you try the one day a week thing. I would start out with like a 13 hour fast. Because that's really – most people sleep eight – I don't sleep eight hours, but a lot of people sleep eight hours. So that's just don't eat a couple hours before bed and don't eat a couple hours after you wake up, and then, boom, it's 13 hours. That's nothing. And then slowly work your way up bit by bit by bit. And, you know, if, if this is your thing, eh, go for it. Knock yourself out. Have a fine time. Bam, motherfucker. Next up is Barry from Music City. He says, yo, yo, ma, Benny. I had to take a few weeks off contributing to the show. I had to consult with the Saudis for a few million, but now I'm back, he said. Yeah. 
Uh, you have been at the podcast for a bit over two years, I think. My question is, are you surprised that you still get original, unique questions asked of you and Danny on the Sunday edition? Uh, yes. I always get concerned, Danny, that, oh, this is the week that nothing's going to happen. No questions. And people have been very good. Barry, you've been great. And. Alf and uh, so many Ohio Al, so many super fans of the podcast and the radio show. And uh, we want to get new voices also. We want new people asking questions, but it's been a lot of fun. Who would have thought, Ben, that that's a talent that our parents didn't want us to have as kids, but would come in handy as an adult? Because when we were kids, we wouldn't shut up. We asked so many questions. Mom, why is this? Dad, why? Mom, why, why, why? Question after question. I remember my mom at one point saying, if you ask one more question during this car ride, I'm going to pull the car over and slap you. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) Uh, By nature, people are inquisitive, so that really helps. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, next up on the mailbag, we have Pierre from halfway between Springfield and Worcester. He says, now that the NFL preseason is kicked off, I feel that it is okay that you spill the beans about the top secret high-level negotiations that you have been having behind the scenes regarding Benny versus the Penny. All of us are sitting on the edge of our seats, hanging on every word. Please tell me that there won't be any time restraints because the best part of the show was when you interacted with us, the common man in the chat, regardless of what happens with Benny versus the penny. I hope that you have some outlet that you will allow us to interact with you in real time outside of the show. Maybe you can do play by play of marble racing on Twitch (laughs) when we get locked down again, uh, says uh, Pierre. So Pierre, I would love to spill the beans. I thought I would have some information by now. I have been awaiting green light, yellow light, red light. I have not gotten a green light. I have not gotten a yellow light. I have not gotten a red light. And as you can attest, Danny, in this business, 
waiting is a lot of what we end up doing when these these yeah. opportunities present themselves. So I'm not as optimistic as I was that this is going to happen because it hasn't happened. But I'm also I'm I'm feeling somewhat decent because I haven't been told no. So until you're told no, there's a shot. So that's where I am on that. And I promise you, Pierre, depending on scheduling issues, I will do something, whether it's more Ask Ben on on Twitter or maybe I'll strike up the Twitch thing and give that a shot and and do a uh, a bit. But we'll, we'll do something. We'll do something for sure. Uh, next up, John writes in. He says, do you recall when Don Drysdale passed away suddenly on a road trip to Montreal? Scully, Vince Scully came on and was very emotional and shocked but said something along the lines of, we still have to go to this game. We have to do this game. Had to be tough, John says. Yeah. In fact, we had uh, Ross Porter on on this uh, podcast not that long ago. And yeah. Ross, I think that was the same weekend in Montreal where it might, maybe it was around that time. He did the longest game for a single play-by-play guy. And it was because Vin had left to go do a network game for NBC. And uh, Drysdale was uh, obviously had passed away. And so Ross had to do this entire like 26 inning game by him, <sighs> by himself. But Scully was the, the master. Vin was the master of that. And, as uh, so many people have given universal tributes. Yeah. I caught your on-air tribute, and it was really good. What a guy. Oh, thank you. I, I And I didn't even tell. I, I scratched the surface on some of those stories from from back in the day, but I, I still remember working up the courage to ask him if he listened. I thought he listened to Dodger Talk on the way home, and, and Vin just pointed out very politely. And he listens to like classical music. <laughs> ben, awesome. Vin is one of those guys where we had talked about it on a, a past podcast where I told you, I'm not sure how we're going to be able to deal with it when Vin passes away. He's one of those guys where he felt like our real grandfather. And we've actually talked about it that we can't even think about losing him. And so when it actually happened, it's just, uh, yeah, it, it was such a sad night and day after and still right now, it feels like a loss in the family. And the thing about the timeline of Vin Scully's career, he was a broadcaster of baseball for th- two and a half generations, actually more than two and a half generations, a generation, a generation is 25 years, roughly from the time a child's born until they become an adult, shall we say, and start, mm-hmm. most people around the age of 25, give or take, start. They have their own cell phone plan, finally. <laughs> yeah, they get off the cell phone plan, off the insurance. <laughs> they start their own families and things like that. And so roughly 25 years. So he did 67 years of Dodger baseball. So the math on that, that's two generations plus 17 years on top of that, which is only eight years away from a totally different generation. And uh, yeah, it was very cool. And he could have been a complete a-hole. And he loved hanging out in the press box. He loved having a conversation with the scouts. He would always talk to the scouts. I remember there was a table in the press box at Dodger Stadium where the scouts would mingle and you know shoot the bullshit about what was going on with their particular teams. And 
they would always welcome Vin over, and Vin loved to trade stories with those guys. And, of course, a lot of those guys were old baseball players that had – some of them had played for the Dodgers and knew who Vin was, and he would he would sit there, and they'd go back and forth, and Vin picked up a lot of uh, anecdotes from that, and he shared a lot of things with those guys. And, uh, and, and I also – I remember one time – I didn't tell the story on the show the other day, but uh, my – I don't know how's the relationship. So my brother's, my brother was in LA from New York with, he was at a Dodger game with his, my nieces, his two daughters and his father-in-law. Okay. And so I, at the time, this is, I had access to the press box. So I was like, you know, showing off the little girls didn't give a shit about the press box, but the, the father-in-law, this guy was like, this is cool. Right. And so we happened to walk through the press box and uh, I, I gave him a tour. I showed him everything and it was the seventh inning stretch. And at the seventh inning stretch, Vin would go out and walk around the press box to get some steps in while the seventh inning stretch was going on. And everything lined up in a row. This It was a day game. Everything lined up in a row. So I'm taking the girls and the father-in-law Scully walks out of the press box and he sees these two little, my two nieces. And, you know, yeah. Vin, when he sees kids, he lights up, you know, and he smiled. He wait, you know, the kids didn't know who the hell he was. But the father was like, unbelievable. The father was like, yeah. <laughs> thought I was like the coolest guy in the world because Vin, of course, was very nice to him and said, hello, how you doing? And all that stuff. So that was just one, one yeah. added story that I, I recall from many, many years ago. These little, my, both girls are about, one's in college. And the other one's about to be in college. So they're growing up now. So, yeah. Uh, do a few more here on the mailbag. Uh, John in Colorado writes in. He says, when traveling, do you guys keep the unused soap and shampoo? So I, I used to do this all the time. And then I realized I never actually end up using it. So what's the, you know, what's the point? I have my own shampoo and soap at home. But I, for years... And I used to travel a fair amount in my younger days, and I would keep that. I, I'd have a whole suitcase full of uh, soap and shampoo, and I never ended up using it. What about you, Danny? If it's fancy and they just use amazing, fancy, expensive products, then it's worth taking. If it's just standard, average hair products, nah. You're out. Yeah. And I think they put that into the charge of the hotel room. They Don't they? Like, you, you're paying for the soap whether you take it or not they sure yeah throw it in there uh let's do one more mike from fullerton writes in he says uh, first off to pierre from east of the rockies who asked if fullerton is west of the 405 last week all i have to say is keep my city's name out of your damn mouth who me um <laughs> mike's this guy mike's pretty funny this guy ferg dog and he's He's getting a lot of airtime, Danny, and I've noticed some of the other fans of the show are jealous. They're uh -oh. getting jealous of Ferg Dog because he's getting a lot of attention, and and they don't like it. And uh, Mike says, I'm a big chicken finger guy like you, Ben. Uh, they are my favorite thing to order at Marie Callender's, even with their chicken finger combo being called a summer picnic. I also used to like the uh, a drink called the Shirley Temple, uh, but there's no way I'd order that anymore. My question to you guys is, have either of you ever been embarrassed for ordering something with a dumb or girly-sounding name? 
uh, to it. So, yeah, what I would do, Mike or Ferg Dog, my move would be even if they call the chicken finger plate, as you say here at Marie Callender's, the Shirley Temple, my move would be I just want the chicken finger. I wouldn't call it the goofy name. I'd, I'd call it the more masculine, more like chicken fingers is a masculine name. But I, I, that's what I would that would be my move. And I'm trying to think, I don't know there's, there's anything that I, off the top of my head that I order that's got a really kind of ridiculous name to it. So I would say no. Uh, Danny, anything on your plate? I mean, order anything from the Starbucks drive-thru and you sound pretty silly because of the long, girly names a lot of the drinks have. But here's a life hack for you because I like the taste of that Shirley Temple drink as well. There's a male version. It's the Roy Rogers. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You sound like a Western cowboy. Biatch. Just order a Roy Rogers. Same thing. And if they don't know what it is, then I guess you have to say, oh, it's like a Shirley Temple. So you still have to say those words maybe. But hopefully wherever you're at, they know what a Roy Rogers is. Hey, ma'am, I'd like a Roy Rogers. Yes. On the rocks. Yeah. It's uh, Coke and uh, grenadine. When I was a kid, at bar mitzvahs and weddings, I felt like I was a baller because I had the Shirley Temple. Everyone else was drinking alcohol, but I got to get the Shirley Temple. And that was a big deal. And I bragged about that to all my friends. I had the Shirley Temple. And it was wonderful. Uh, Ohio Al, he did not send a question. And Ohio Al got upset because I was taking pot shots at the Browns. Ohio Al, listen, I know you're a Browns fan. I understand. It's it's really at the Neanderthal Browns fans that have been going over the top, like dismissing everything Deshaun Watson did. Those, those are the people that I'm taking shots at. I realize there are plenty of people that love the Browns that think that this whole situation is a hot mess, but I had people emailing me who claim to be Browns fans who were like, see, he only got six games. You did all these monologues and he, he didn't do anything. The federal judge said it. He's going to be playing you loser, like stuff like that. So I'm like, my point is that that type of fan makes everyone else look bad that because people that aren't sports fans see that. And they say, we're all Neanderthals and we're not all Neanderthals. So that, that was my point. So as you know, Ohio, we have to take creative. We have artistic freedom. We have to exaggerate from time to time to make a point. So that's all that. Was. Yeah. He didn't mean to rub you the wrong way. <laughs> yes. I didn't need to tug or rub or touch <laughs> or feel or smell or whatever. He didn't mean to tug on his emotions. Yes, exactly. And uh, keep your ranch dressing to yourself. That's the lesson. All right. We got to get out of here. Danny, it's. Sunday, I'll be back in the Magic Radio studio tonight. And we have in-studio guest Jay Scoop is supposed to pay a visit to the hallowed hallways. What do you have going on today, Danny? I'll be in there a few hours before you. First, uh, having fun with the Covino and Rich show. And then the lead up to the Ben Maller show, which is Chris Plank and Arnie Spanier. Outstanding. And remember, five stars on the podcast. Subscribe to the Fifth Hour Podcast. It's different than the Ben Maller Show podcast. I know a lot of people listen to this show, from what I understand, on the Ben Maller feed. This is a separate feed, and I can't guarantee that this podcast is always going to be on that feed. Sometimes it won't be. There might be some other things that pop up on the Fifth Hour feed that you're only going to get if you subscribe to this feed. But I would recommend it, and we're going to get out on that. Have a wonderful 
rest of your day. I'll be on the radio tonight, 11 in the West, 2 a.m. in the East on Monday morning. And Danny's got his thing going on all day. We'll talk to you then. Later, skater. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 